It is Sam Summers of the What Do I Do Now podcast, season two. And if you aren't aware, this project was birthed out of the pandemic. And I would be doing myself a disservice. I would be doing you, the listener, a disservice by not continuing to cover new developments with the COVID-19 pandemic. So this is another interview that I was actually able to do on air on Magic 107.5, 97.5, The Real Sound of Atlanta. And I'm bringing it to you right here on the What Do I Do Now podcast. Today, I have the pleasure and honor of speaking with Dr. Cameron Webb, one of the doctors to the COVID-19 response team with the Biden administration. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. All right. So my first question is actually something that's come up in the headlines. I've seen a lot of people post about it. It's the possibility of two variants combining to make one I guess, super variant. They've titled it Delta Cron, and with the flu season happening right now, Flurona has caught on as well. Is there any truth to that, or is that more misinformation? Well, you know, that certainly isn't something that we're that we're tracking. We're not seeing that there's a, a Delta Cron phenomenon. What we're seeing is that over 95, more than that, percent of the cases are Omicron. And we're seeing there's still, a you know, a handful of of Delta cases out there, but it's not that the two are combining. Certainly there are versions, there are variants of this virus all over the world, and they have some of the mutations of Delta and some of the mutations of Omicron, but that doesn't mean that they are independently variants of concern. And I think, you know, things like Fluorona, they become really catchy terms. There are people who have both seasonal flu, seasonal influenza, and coronavirus at the same time. We don't have data that tells us that those people are in some way having worse outcomes or the two are combining to create a, a super severely ill individual. It's two things happening at the same time. But at the end of the day, people just need to recognize we still have a serious foe in COVID, in, in Omicron, and we still have the usual threats like the flu or other respiratory infections of any winter season. So, you know, I think that don't, don't get caught up in the hype is what I'd say. Understood. So I do know the White House is preparing to make sure that all insurers are going to be able to provide at-home testing. So how is that important to us handling the Omicron variant and COVID-19 as a whole? Well, take a step back. You know, at-home testing is critical. We know that's a key part of the strategy. At this time last year, there were zero at-home tests available. You know, today we've got nine different ones that are available on the market. You know, this month we've got 375 million at-home tests that are going out to Americans. So there's a lot of tests that are out there for people to purchase. What we've done is for folks with private insurance, they're able to then have their insurer cover that cost. And we've actually incentivized the insurers to make it free for you at that point of purchasing. So that's, that's important for people to keep in mind. Each insurance plan can ultimately approach it however they see fit. But the plan is for everybody to get that free test or those free tests, I should say, up to eight per individual from their insurers. That's a complement to a lot of other testing initiatives. We have free tests going out through community health centers or FQHCs. We've got free tests going out, 500 million of them, to individuals' households. And of course, the president announced that a couple of weeks ago, and those details are rolling out in the next few days. So really important opportunity for folks to get free tests. We want to make sure that people have access to these tests because we know how important it is to be able to know your status and move forward with your life in the midst of this pandemic. So one of the things here in Georgia is that we've had to you know, adjust how we are getting our tests. And we just recently opened three mega testing sites. One major one opening up is actually going to be at the Home Depot backyard at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So when those large mega testing sites where they'll be able to give 2,000 tests a day, how important are those to the communities that they serve? 
Well, it's, a, it's another part of the strategy, right? So if you're not able to get an at-home test through your insurance by going to a pharmacy, if you've already used up the tests that were sent directly to your home, or for instance, if you're waiting the couple of days it takes between when you order them and when they come to your home and you feel like you need to get tested urgently, or anytime that you're symptomatic and you don't have a test available to you and you feel like you need to go get tested, that's where these testing sites are, are most valuable. And so it's good to have those large population there in Atlanta. So being able to have spaces where people know they can go to get tested and get results in a, in a reasonable amount of time, that's important. And so we've been trying to stand up uh, you know, similar sites all over the country. We started with New York and New Jersey and we've been going to some of the hardest hit places, but just making sure that we've got testing that's widely available, both the at-home tests, but also as you're describing, those testing sites that are often doing PCR tests, as it's called, uh, you know that that's going to be really important too. And for our listeners that have children, one thing that I've been able to read upon is that the vaccination rate among children is lower than anticipated. So, what is one thing that we can share with the listenership to be like, you know, what it's okay, it's safe, especially with rising numbers? Well, you know, I'm an I'm an internal medicine doctor, so I don't usually take care of kids, but but I work on the COVID unit in my hospital. I also work in the White House. I know so much in terms of the details, the science, what we know uh, about this virus and about the vaccines that are meant to prevent it. I, I spend a lot of time in those data. But more than that, I'm a father. I've got a six-year-old and a 10-year-old. So with everything that I know, all the work I've done on COVID in my hospital and in the White House, it was a no-brainer for my wife, who's an emergency doctor, and I to get our six-year-old and our 10-year-old vaccinated as soon as possible. And it was a no-brainer because as parents, we always say we want to do everything we can to protect our kids. When we looked at the data, we, it was really clear this was the best way for us to protect our kids. The threat to kids with COVID-19, you know, about one out of every 20 kids has lingering symptoms a month after that infection. I can't imagine my little ones being sick for a month, you know? And so those are things that we said, anything we can do to, to make them safer, we're going to do. So what I would tell those parents is understand, I'm looking at this as a parent, right? I don't have any, any financial reason to be supporting or encouraging folks to get vaccinated. My task isn't to come here and sell vaccines. It's to try to help our country end a pandemic. But when it came to my household, it was a no brainer to make sure my kids were protected. And I think that if you talk to the health professionals who are involved in your kids' care, They'll tell you the same thing. And last question. I understand that there are some people that feel like, okay, I just got the, you know, the one shot Johnson and Johnson, or, you know, I took both doses of Pfizer or the Moderna vaccine, but they're kind of on the fence about going back to get the booster. Can we make sure we let the audience know that the booster is just as essential as those first shots you took? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the way you have to know why people are asking you to do something, right? I don't I don't just do anything because, uh, you know, the government told me it was recommended. I have to understand the, the rationale. And when I look at boosters, here's the way that I describe it, right? You got that first and second shot of Moderna or Pfizer, and you did that to teach your immune system how to fight COVID. And so now, several months later, your immune system has that knowledge. It has that memory. But if you came into contact with COVID-19, the virus is going to make its way into your body. Your body's going to recognize it and it's going to start producing, you know, the, the tools to fight back. But sometimes that takes some time. You get symptomatic. You may have some symptoms, may get a little more sick than you would otherwise get. What boosters do is it gives you an added layer of protection. It's called neutralizing antibodies. So as soon as that virus tries to make its way into your body, you've already got antibodies on the ready to fight. And that's really important because especially with something like Omicron, you want to have, you know, some some players on the field ready for that fight as soon as you come into contact with that virus. That's why the boosters are so valuable to us in this moment. 
And so that's why I got boosted. I felt like it was important for me because I come into contact with patients with COVID all the time to have the best tools possible to keep myself safe. I think when people understand that, they view boosters differently. It's not just another thing to check off a checkbox. It's the way that you get your highest level of protection in the midst of a really big fight that we're having with Omicron. Is there a website we can check out for updated information regarding the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, you know, cdc.gov has lots of great information on COVID. I like to point people to wecandothis.hhs.gov. It's got great materials as well. Um, But one of the best places I tell people to go is to your own provider. The people who've been involved in your care to this point, you don't have to just read about it. Look for folks who you know and trust and have that conversation with them and they can walk you through it. I think it's a good way to, to stay engaged. Dr. Cameron Webb, I appreciate your time. Thank you for talking to Ryan Cameron Uncensored right here on Magic 107.5, 97.5, The Real Sign of Atlanta. Thanks for having me.